Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. I'm so excited today to have a guest on whom I know and love already, and you will too once you get to know her um, after this podcast. She's amazing. She makes me laugh. She's got a huge heart, a brilliant mind, and I'm just so excited to introduce to you a woman with the coolest name I've ever heard, Sia Justice. Welcome to the show. Oh, <laughs> When you were talking about me, and like I'm like, where is this person? I want to meet this person. <laughs> and uh, she's oh my God, I'm, I'm, over here, I'm over here. I'm blushing. Thank you so much, Susan. I'm super excited to be here with you today. Well, this has been on our calendar for way too long, and uh, I'm so glad it's finally here. This is sort of like a little Thanksgiving surprise I'm giving to myself. So um, I can't wait to share you with my network. It's a pretty big network. Um, yours is pretty big as well. And I think that on this show, we find out things about our friends we didn't know before. And it's an opportunity for you to shine and share what you need to share and want to share about yourself. Um, so why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Oh, wow. So um, let's see. I was uh, born and raised in Greenville, South Carolina, because I've lived so many different places. Uh, people tend to not know that about me, but I am a true Southern girl uh, where I believe the heart of a sweet tea was born because uh, <laughs> no one does it like we do it in the Carolinas. Um, I'm also a graduate of uh, the University of South Carolina. So uh, depending on the year and the season and the sport, I am a Gamecock fan. Uh, again, it just really depends on what's happening. I am not a loyal fan, as you can see, of uh, any type of sport. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so I earned a bachelor's degree there, um, had an opportunity to um, you know, leave the Carolinas, I think in, in 97, uh, when I graduated. And since that time, I've lived in, um, let's see, nine states. Uh, wow. Yes, to uh, also spend about six years in Toronto, Canada. Had a uh, amazing time there. Um, during my journey, I uh, I found my beautiful wife in one of my stops in uh, in in Missouri, and uh, nice. together we we now have um, three kids. We have a set of identical twin boys that are nineteen. Yes, Susan, I had them when I was nine. Um, <laughs> I believe it. You're so beautiful. Yeah, it's hard to believe. <laughs> And, uh, and we also have a beautiful baby girl who um, has had me wrapped around her little bitty finger um, since she was born. And she just turned 10 in September. So, um, yeah. Let me say something really quickly about your being a mom. Um, I follow you on social and you are such a beautiful mother. You're so great. You're like your kid's number one fan and your enthusiasm and love and, and you know, positive reinforcement the way you raise them comes through on social i just love following you oh oh that's so nice you know what but they make it so easy like i think everybody like thinks their kids are awesome uh <laughs> i mean they, they all come with their problems but man i'm so blessed to have uh, kids that are just so thoughtful um you know they're just you know just lovers of humans you know i look at my my 19 year old they're in college now, but they didn't go too far. They're just uh, down the road. Uh, we're here in Houston, Texas now, and uh, they go to Sam Houston, and it's maybe about an hour, 15-minute drive, and uh, every now and then, they, you know, they're in town, and, and they'll come by, and uh, their friends will come in the house, and Susan, they just have such a um, diverse group of friends, you know, and I've just always loved that about them, that, um, you know, 
no, none of their friends, you know, don't feel like they belong. You know, you look at them and you go, oh my goodness, like, uh, they just love everybody. And um, I'm so happy that they picked that up from me. Uh, I was going to say, you lead by example, for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm like, if there's anything that I imprinted on my children, um, is that, man, all, all people uh, deserve love. You know, everyone has a purpose. We're all unique for a reason. Uh, and at the end of the day, like, we have to uh, embrace people the way that we want to embrace. And every single uh, one of them have their own different personalities, but that is that one thing that they have in common. And so uh, they make it so easy, like they're just so easy going. So I appreciate, you know, that comment. But uh, like you said, they are the heart of what I do. And, um, you know, my wife, she uh, she's a cybersecurity engineer and, and a trailblazer in her own right. And, you know, we're over here trying to be this power couple, you know, like Beyonce and Jay-Z uh, without the money, though, um, you know. Uh, and we, you know, we, we, we really do what we do because of our kids. And, you know, it's always our hope that uh, they're, they're uh, looking in and, and they're listening and watching uh, what we're doing and, and uh, they can go out and, and be trailblazers in their own right. You know what I noticed about you um, when I first met you and got to know you, it, it wasn't like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. We spent like two hours talking. Like it was yeah. like, wow. <laughs> and I noticed you are a purpose driven person. Yeah, I guess I've never, I've never thought about it that way. Um, yeah, yeah. I, if you had to, if you had to put a title on it, um, sure. That's a pretty um, good title. <laughs> I think, uh, I think we, we all, we all should be, um, I don't know. I think in one of our conversations, um, you know, I shared that, uh, yeah, I, I went through my own journey of just really trying to understand, you know, what my purpose was. And, and, um, you know, I think we all feel, especially nowadays as women that we can do it all. And when you can do it all, uh, then you feel like you can do it all. And it's kind of hard to really sometimes recognize, like, what is it that you do your absolute best? And, right. uh, and so, yeah, so I'm, I'm still on that journey, you know, to really, but uh, that's life. That's a beautiful <laughs> life when you have a purpose driven life and you spend every day seeking purpose and meaning. Mm -hmm. I think that's, um, very, um, deep and meaningful and substantive. That's the word I was looking for. Very substantive life, right? You're self-actualizing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you you have me over here thinking about it now. You know, Susan, I never just really thought about it. I just, you know, you get up and you do, um, right. and um, you you make it happen, and and you become. And I don't even, I haven't really even put a lot of thought, you know, into it except for you know every single day asking, um, hey, what is it? What is it that I'm I'm set to do today? Use me uh, to 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 be whatever it is I am supposed to be. And I, I truly try to walk in that every single day. And some days I'm surprised, you know? Yeah, no, you do. I, I want the audience to know something about you. So you are such a remarkable kaleidoscope. Um, you have been in the military. You have yeah. twins, like you said, and, and we'll talk about the twins in a minute. Cause I want to ask you a question. Um, and tell you a little story of my own, but you have uh, been in corporate America. You have, uh -huh. you know, traveled and lived all over the world. So, so there are many facets to you, Sia, and I would love for you to share, like, I, so weren't you Navy? I want to say go Navy, but if I'm wrong, I'll be like embarrassed. Army, go Army. 
go army. Ah, <laughs> I come from a Navy family. We're all Navy people, but uh, it's your show. So, okay, go army. <laughs> Army. My dad was in the Navy, though. So, I knew you know, somebody. I, I, I How do you feel about you joining the Army? You know what? He um, he was the reason why. So my mom, you know, I, I'm a first-generational um, college graduate. So the first one in my family. And, you know, my mother always wanted me to go to college. She's like, you know, you need to. Education is what she pounded in my head. Yeah. You know, and my father, his path was a little bit different. And, you know, he, he grew up you know, so to speak in the military. And, you know, for him, it was like, you know what, women, you can make, you can pave a way for women in the military. Like he wanted me to go into the air force actually. And, wow. um, and so, you know, he's like, you go into the military, you know, they, they'll pay for your, your education. And so he would tell me all of the benefits of uh, going and fighting for my country. And my mom was like, no, 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 don't you dare. You go to college, <laughs> go to college. And so, you know, me wanting to please both my parents, I made them both happy. Um, I joined ROTC. I said, there you go, dad. Um, and, you know, I did. I did. And so before I joined ROTC, I actually uh, enlisted and I enlisted with my friends. So we were already freshmen uh, in college at the University of South, South Carolina. We went, you know, downtown and the little recruiting office, like literally right around the corner from campus. And, uh, you know, we went into all of them and, and the army, they, you know, well, okay, honestly, we kind of, he was, the guy was good looking. I'll be honest. Like, he was good looking <laughs> and so my friends were like, yeah, we're, we're going into the army. And I'm just like, you guys get that he won't be where we are. Like, so you understand, but we, we actually all went to basic training together. And that was, you know, part of the deal. Like, if we enlisted in the army, we would all get to go. And I did split off. And which means, hey, one summer you do basics, the next summer you do your, your AIT or whatever your MOS is in, uh, you go to that school and you're, you're still able to go to college. You're not missing because you're doing it right. in the summer. And uh, the summer before I went to my AIT, I, I um, was walking across campus and uh, our battalion commander of uh, ROTC at USC saw me and I was uh, on my way to drill. So I'm, I'm in my BDUs and and he pulled me aside and, and uh, man, he won me over. And so I joined ROTC. And wow. so I was able to graduate and uh, went on to uh, officer candidate school. And, uh, and so I made both my parents happy. <laughs> so, that is so uh, awesome. <laughs> yep. The, uh, the only thing there is uh, it didn't cancel out my original four-year agreement. And so uh, I signed up for an additional four. And wow. uh, eight years um, in the United States Army Reserve, sure did. Very nice, very nice. Mm -hmm. So you know, you know, I come from a military family too, and I have. I'm like your mom. I was like to my 19 year old James. You know, just focus on school, stay in school. Don't even, you know. I kind of just between you and me and nobody else. I didn't want my son to join the military. <laughs> I was horrified when he said, mom, I'm signing up for Navy ROTC and I'm gonna, you know, I'm giving it my life. And, and you can say things like that when you're 19, you need to do your first commitment before you re-up and decide you're going to give it your life. Right. So we'll see what happens, but you were very supportive when I announced my horror and, and it's just fear. There's nothing. I mean, everything, you know, I'm proud of him. It's an amazing opportunity. Um, but he's my only one, you know, I don't want yeah. anything to happen yeah. to my baby. Um, well, let me ask you about your twins. Do they have any desire to follow in your footsteps military-wise? Um, not at all. 
uh, <laughs> have never come up. They're super proud of me. You know, it's uh, it's great bragging rights for them. Um, yeah. But they have shown no interest uh, whatsoever. I think the the discipline uh, piece is is what scares them. It's like too buttoned yeah. up for them. Is, is the way that you know my one of my sons describes it. Uh, but yeah, I I try I try I I am such a um, advocate for you are uh, college is not for everyone uh, and you know those that want to go to college you can still join the military because you can leave college debt free with the GI Bill thank you yeah. um, and you know while the rest of your your friends are out there uh, uh, accumulating and trying to pay off uh, school debt. Uh, but more importantly, man, the leadership skills that that I learned, uh, the work ethic that you learned, uh, the camaraderie and the sense of teamwork and collaboration that you uh, uh, learned, the sense of ownership, right? Uh, a lot of the generation I, now take no ownership. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, um, you exhibit so, all that. You're definitely, I would never, you know how a lot of times women get relegated to team player. I don't see that. I see team leader, collaborative team leader, transformational skills. You really uh -huh. exhibit all that is good. Oh, well, thank you. You know, all of, all of, um, all of my past bosses would be extremely excited to hear you say that. <laughs> um, because uh, I can't say that I was always very cooperative, which is, uh, I, I think I'm one of the success stories coming out of, uh, uh, out of the military because I did, you know, um, uh, just learn a different respect, uh, yeah. for life, uh, for people. And, um, man, you talk about looking beyond, uh, boundaries and, and, uh, I, I, I learned a lot, uh, in the military. And so I'm, I am, I'm, I'm an advocate for it. Uh, but I'm also a huge advocate of education. Um, I've seen where being educated has uh, has brought me and, and uh, the feelings that I've been able to break and generational gaps that I've been able to break within my family. And, uh, you know, just the, the, the wealth of knowledge I've been able to, uh, to, to garner along the way. And so uh, I gave yeah. my boys the option. It was, you're going to do something. <laughs> you're yeah. you're going to do something with your life. Um, you're not going to just do nothing. And, and they both said, Hey, uh, I want to, I want to go to college. And so I said, Hey, I 100% support that as well. So let me ask you this and then we'll move on. Uh, so I, my stepdaughter is beautiful, wonderful, brilliant. She was in the Peace Corps. She met the woman of her dreams in Ukraine where you get killed for being gay. So they, um, yeah. So we, we, after their service in Peace Corps was over, we pulled every string we could to get them back stateside and so when they got back to the United States got married well now they're expecting twins and so we're <laughs> I know I'm like oh my god I wasn't ready to be a grandma but now I'm gonna be <gasps> yes so they're gonna call me smoochy because I'm always very kissy huggy <laughs> so I think it's beautiful that you have twin boys there's a lot to learn from you um I will say this do they have different personalities from each other? I know that sounds like a silly question, um, but you know, I just, I'm curious as twins, do your boys have stark differences in, in their personalities? Stark is a light word. Uh, oh, they are gotcha. identical twins. They're identical twins and they are polar opposites. Interesting. Um, they, they really, really are. And uh, the older they get, the more they they morph into their own. I think when they were younger, they had their own little personalities, but uh, there was still some some common ground. And uh, now they're just so very different. They like different things. Uh, if Savion, if he could 
if he could if he could wear a tuxedo to school every single day, like GQ's out in a suit, he would. Uh, if Trey could roll out of bed and, um, and literally, you know, whatever he he's had on for the last four or five days, um, and some flip flops and a sweatshirt, you know, he would he would so so be that. Um, how they express themselves, you know, one is extremely, um, you know, passionate and uh, almost emotional, and then the other one is really reserved and shows very little remote uh, emotion. Like it takes a lot you know, to provoke them. Um, oh. But man, they're, they're, they're both just such uh, powerful leaders, you know, yeah. like I watch yeah. them amongst their friends and it's, uh, it's, it just proves that, you know, different types of leadership style can be effective because uh, although they're so, so different, um, man, they, they both just have such strong personalities um, and uh, in, in a good way, like in, yeah. in, in such a good way. So it's, um, well, they got that it's from me. <laughs> Well, it's let me ask, talk a little bit about what you do. I know you do a lot for women. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? And then I want to ask you your proudest professional accomplishment. Okay. So um, currently in my, in my day job, um, you know, before I pull out the super cape, <laughs> I, I am a, uh, a director for T-Mobile and uh, I run one of the largest uh, markets, the retail markets. So all of the, the T-Mobile and Metro doors. Uh, all roll into me. I'm here in Houston. Um, and so what, 313 doors uh, I'm responsible for. And wow. um, yeah. And so then on top of that, uh, I also am the co-chair for one of our largest employee resource groups, which is our Women and Allies Network. Nice. Uh, we have about 17,000 uh, members within the company that are signed up uh, to either be um, a participant or to be an ally. And uh, so doing some, some pretty amazing things there. You uh, changing are. The landscape you are wearing the wearing magenta. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, hey, you know, it's an amazing company to work to work at. And uh, their take here recently on uh, DNI has just been phenomenal. The support that they've been giving uh, in the heat of everything that we've been, you know, facing in yeah. the world. and just being super intentional about creating this this uh, this safe space for everybody to belong. I'm just super excited to uh, to have such a large role uh, as the chair of the Women and Allies Network uh, to have a front seat and watch all of this unfold. But uh, just absolutely delighted to uh, to have that responsibility. You know, uh, what? let me just say, mm -hmm. Sia, Sia, they are lucky to have you. I'll just say that because I know everything you bring to the table. I mean, it, it, you don't just check a box. You are the real deal. So I think they are very fortunate to have you. Would you say that is your proudest professional accomplishment or maybe you haven't had it yet? I don't know. What, what do you think your proudest professional accomplishment is? Oh, goodness. That is such a tough question when people ask. Um, Oh God! I, I, if I if I reflect over just my my career and all the things that I've done, most of the time I'm the first, the only, or the few, right? So I'll be nice. I'm the first black. I'm the first, you know, gay person. I'm the first female, um, you Trail know, or I'm the only, or I, I exist as one of you know maybe two. And and I'll be honest here at T-Mobile, it's so different. If I look at uh, you know, my role as a director in, uh, in this retail space, I'm one of uh, two African-American, you know, women that, you know, hold of this, this title. 
Um, and so, yeah, like it's, it's kind of hard, but I would say, um, I would say if I had to nail it down, I would say uh, winning peak. So peak is a, is a, is the highest honor award that you can win at T-Mobile. And, um, you know, you, you, it's great that you win it because it's an all expense paid trip for you and someone uh, else in, uh, in Hawaii. And it is, when I tell you they treat you like royalty and they treat your guests like royalty, it is the most amazing experience. Um, but it was, for me, it was more than that. And, uh, the reason why this is such a big deal um, is it's nomination-based, right? Um, and it's Aww. unsolicited nomination-based. And the year that I won, um, I had over 40 nominations. And we get nice. to see things that people say about us. So as a nomination hits the system, you get to see it. And, um, you know, I received some from people I didn't even know. And they were oh, talking nice. about you know, how um, you know, me telling my story or just how I am such an open book. You know, I, I am openly gay at work. I share my family. I share how we conceived our children um, because I want other people to look at me and see me excelling in my career at T-Mobile and say, hey, I see myself in her and I can do that too. Uh, or, you I know, maybe that. they're struggling to um, exist and accept who they are. Uh, for fear of what they make that might look like. And so I live, I try to live very openly. And a lot of those nominations were people saying that, like, thank you for sharing the story. Uh, you know, that one time when you were on that panel, or thank you for um, responding to my email, you probably don't remember, or that one time I saw you and you gave me advice. And, uh, you know, just to see all of that come back, you know, not people that I'm currently leading, but people me that I some kind yeah. of impact you know, with saying and writing those things about me. Let just me just so say something about you. So what I have noticed, and I know folks, I know a lot of people who know Sia. Um, I don't know how I know. I know a lot of people at T-Mobile. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not, you know, it's not, I don't know how, I guess. Oh, I know how. We were introduced by this one woman who's at the core of all these relationships, but I know a lot of people at T-Mobile. And what I would say that they would agree with about you is that you motivate and inspire others to do as well, or maybe even better than you yourself have done. Um, and that's a sign of a true leader. So I can imagine you got 40. Um, it doesn't surprise me that you got 40 nominations, some from people you don't even know. I'm not surprised at all. That's awesome. Let me move well, into the next question. <laughs> so you inspire so many, and I know you mentor many. Um, I, I, I know you better than I know most of my guests that I have on the show. So I don't want to assume something and, and leave it out. I want the audience to, to learn you, know you. So I think I know the answer to this question. But in case I'm right and we want to share it with the audience or in case I'm wrong and I want to learn something new, who has been your mentor or who has inspired you? I think I know. Okay. What, what's the first letter? K. I was supposed to say, yes, Kenya Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Kenya awesome. Dunn. Kenya yes. Dunn. Kenya yes. Dunn. She's incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, one of the most uh, inspirational people I have ever had the pleasure of coming across. Um, when I tell you that the impact that she's had in my life has been life-changing, uh, she has changed the trajectory of so many things um, in my life. And, um, 
you know, I don't know if she's ever shared the story of how we met, but I had to, when I tell you, I had to chase her down. I had to chase her down. I'm talking like stalking her through email, like, lady, you're going to mentor me. I know you don't know me yet, but we're, listen, you're going to mentor me. And, and I, I had my mind set up that if she didn't respond to my last email, that I, I was going to go to a whole nother level of stalking her. Show uh, up she, did respond. <laughs> <laughs> she did respond. And I remember our very first conversation. Um, and at that moment, like I hung up the phone going, oh my God, what in the world have I asked for? Um, but you know, in that very first conversation, she checked me and, you know, basically said this world doesn't owe you anything. So you sit in here, uh, you know, with this sense of somebody owes you something, I'm gonna tell you something, no one owes you anything. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, oh, okay. They don't. All right. Um, and from that moment forward, um, like she has just been this light uh, in in my life and the life of uh, of so many others because she uh, has has uh, taught me how to use all of my intersectionality uh, and power. You know, she helped me to find that voice that that um, you know I I talked about that journey that I was on. She helped me to find that voice uh, inside of myself. You know, and uh, uh, I find my own magic, right? Um, yeah. And more more importantly, um, man, she's just so real. You know, you have those people in your life that tell you what you need to hear uh, um, and, and what you want to hear. And uh, Kenya does a little bit of both. Like she knows how to, uh, for every single person, she knows exactly, you know, how to give that personalized uh, approach to feedback. Uh, but you know, if she's saying it, uh, it is it is real. It is fact-based. But more importantly, she's there to help you figure it out. And um, and And I just have so much admiration, as you can hear, um, you know, and she used to be my boss, right, um, too. So uh, I not only had her as a mentor, but I, I had her as a leader. And if you think she's an amazing mentor, uh, let me tell you about her leadership. It's a whole new level. And if you've never experienced it, find Kenya Dunn. Everybody needs to experience uh, the Kenya Dunn effect is what I, I call it. I agree. And I have been bitten by that bug. And I have... <laughs> I, I drank the Kenya Dunn Kool-Aid and I couldn't agree with you more. Look, we had a, a, a quick coffee catch up kind of thing. And it was like with you three hours later, you know, <laughs> we're moving into lunchtime. No, she's awesome. And I can tell, you know, first of all, you have your own brand, right? Sia Justice has her own brand, but I can tell the, um, great leadership skills that that you gained from being her mentee she she is unstoppable she's not afraid of anything and she is open honest and direct transparent and you know if if she doesn't know she says i don't know she makes it okay not knowing she's like i'll find out she doesn't make stuff up um yeah i i'm in the fan club too i'm the number two i can, clearly you're her number one oh, yeah, i'm the number one fan you ask her like i have that is my hashtag that's uh, right. That's everybody, right. And everybody knows it. Like, get in line. No, I'm her number one fan. I knew. Um, Let me ask you because we are mm-hmm. we are coming up on 30 minutes in, and I want to make sure um, we have about 45 minutes um, max to talk about these important things. I want people to know you, love you, respect you, see you like I do, um, and in doing so my business is all about lifting women, right? So what do you think we can do just day to day? It doesn't have to be some big corporate dictate. It maybe can come from the heart and just big or little. What can we do to support other women in business? 
Well, I can tell you and share with you what I preach and walk every single day. Be nice. Uh, it's the nice. very first thing. Uh, be it. nice. You know, when I am I am in a grocery store and I see someone that has a nice haircut, I say that. Like, you know what? You look nice today. Oh, That's my gosh. Southern. You're beautiful. Oh, goodness. <laughs> look at your skin. Um, and, you know, even in work. That is the, that's the Southern girl. That is, I do that too. I compliment people's teeth. I compliment their eyes. And I think that's the Southern girl in us. It, it might be, but I'm telling you, if, if, if more people in the world did that, uh, yep. I could tell you, you never know whose life you're changing or how um, that little compliment or acknowledgement, I think that's what it's about. It's, it's acknowledging, yeah. uh, you know, um, you never know how far, you know, that will go. And then if we talk about the workplace, I, I encourage proactive mentorship. When I am out here and I see, you know, women that are amazing, uh, you know, or, or women uh, that could use whatever my gift is, I proactively seek them out and say, hey, like, I want I come into the circle. I want to share with you everything that I know. I want to introduce you to everybody that I know. Um, and because that's what was done for me. If you think about uh, you know, my relationship with Kenya, that's exactly, you know, what she did. Uh, I have some other amazing mentors right now, um, you know, within T-Mobile, and that's exactly what they do. Um, and so opening up that circle and being proactive, because everyone isn't going to be bold like I was to go and ask for some mentorship, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but it doesn't mean that they're not worthy or they're not talented. Sometimes we have to go and find them. Uh, I think and, and that you, you have uh, addressed right there. <laughs> The, the concept of sponsorship. There's a difference. Uh -huh. And I think that a lot of people um, don't know that difference. And, you know, sponsorship can happen whether you know it or not. Like those 40 nominations, the people you didn't even know, they were sponsoring you um, and speaking on your behalf and promoting you. And I think that's amazing. And I think T-Mobile, at least the, the many people I know who work there, they all buy into that philosophy of be kind and, you know, mentor, sponsor, connect, hold, you know, bring in, um, you know, promote, lift up. They all do. Yeah. That. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sounds like yeah. a great place to work. Um, so let me ask you, have you had a bit, and I know, I know you have, but let's share um, in our last few minutes, I'm going to ask you a wild card question, but before we get there, tell us a challenge or setback you had and how you overcame it. Um, goodness. Um, I'm, I'm such a, it is what it is, find a solution type person that, yeah. you know, I don't, I, I thrive in those types of environments, but I can tell of you um, something that really knocked me on my butt, knocked me flat on my butt. Um, was 2019, the, the end of 2019, uh, in June, the June timeframe, um, one, I found out that, um, uh, now at this time, I'm living in, in, in Cleveland, Ohio, my family and wife, they're all back in Dallas, because the twins were wrapping up school, and so when I got promoted, uh, and I went to go and work for Kenya, um, she was in Chicago, and so um, I didn't want to move the family, uproot the family with the kids, I wanted them to finish high school, and so I was in Cleveland by myself, um, no, no, no one there, brand new place, never had, you know, any dealings with anyone uh, in that part of the, the company, and Kenya was, was my connection there, and, um, you know, I found out in, in the end of May that Kenya was leaving, <laughs> so, you know, this again, uh, my, my mentor, um, you know, my sister, 
you know, my spiritual advisor, like all of the, this, this person was now um, not physically going to be uh, in my, my space. And um, I was terrified. Uh, now, during this time, I also found out that, okay, Kenya's leaving. Thea, you're going back to Texas, which was relieving because now I'm back with my family. Um, uh, it was a promotion because I'm running a higher volume uh, market. Uh, and I'm in a familiar space. Well, in between uh, these two things happening, unexpectedly, my father passed away. And so the Sunday that I'm packing up my, my apartment, uh, because my turnaround time to leave Cleveland to get to Houston uh, was literally four days. And uh, that Sunday, my father passed. And so I'm, I'm supposed to be going to Dallas to uh, drop off, you know, my thing, pick up, you know, another bag and get to Houston to um, show up to work on Monday, which would have been that following day. And that Sunday, I've never missed my plane, Susan. I have never missed it because I am such a planner. Uh, my Uber was late. And then when it got there, it just drove off. Like, and so uh, I couldn't get another Uber in enough time to get to the airport to, to make my flight. And ended up missing my flight, and I'm glad that I did. Um, I know now that that was the purpose because uh, I would have not gotten the call for almost six hours, uh, you know, traveling back to uh, to, to Texas. And so, um, you know, so think I'm I'm in this space. Uh, my father, we did not anticipate, you know, him passing. I am the pillar in my family, and so I had to change my plans, hop on a plane. Um, last minute flight to Greenville, South Carolina and plan my father's funeral. Uh, my mother, it, she's only been with my father and she was absolutely lost. And, um, you know, in the, in the same way, I still needed to get back to work, right? Um, because I had a brand new market that I was walking into. And so um, I never had an opportunity to greet, right? Um, I did what needed to be done. I came in, I planned a beautiful service for my father. Um, you know, I made sure my mother uh, and my sister and nieces were good. Um, and I came to work like nothing happened. Um, and it, it, it caught up with me. Uh, and about around October, uh, all of that came crashing down. And, um, you know, I, I had to go through uh, grieving. And this was something I had never faced uh, before. Um, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to process it. Uh, I was angry. Um, I didn't understand. I was lost. Um, I still had a job to do because uh, work was still depending on me to show up. I had people that were depending on me to show up. I still had to be mom. Uh, you know, during this time, I had to figure out, like, uh, we were had to leave Dallas and move to Houston, uh, but I still needed to find a space to breathe. And um, I think that this was one of those times where I had to pause and one recognize for once, I don't have it all under control. And I had to go and seek professional help um, because I could not get out of this space of um, stacking and putting away the grieving that needed to be done uh, so that I could move on um, because it was completely disrupting my life. Uh, and so I sought the help that I needed uh, and uh, understood that, hey, I was in a place and dealing with something that they call situational depression. Um, I had, didn't even know anything like that existed. And, um, you know, with the help of my doctors and, and my, you know, amazing support system, I was able to finally, in a healthy way, grieve my father. And, um, you know, now I'm in a very different place when it comes, uh, you know, down to uh, dealing with that. But uh, for me, that would have to be the hardest thing uh, that I've ever had to, you know, deal with. And, 
And uh, because so many other things were happening uh, in my life, uh, it did become a setback. Um, you know, my career was suffering. I wasn't performing like I uh, like I'm, I'm known to perform. Relationships were uh, being impacted because I was just really in this dark place of trying to figure it all out. Uh, and I look at, you know, where I am now, you would never know because, uh, you know, I am back to that happy, optimistic, you know, encouraging life. Uh, that God made me uh, to be, and and uh, I'm so I'm so grateful for um, you know my tribe that wrapped their arms around me during that time uh, at work and outside of work to really help me get through it. Well, I know that say, was. So- I, I didn't no. want to. Yeah, no, no. I lost my dad when I was 30, and same as you, I'm the rock. Um, I want to say that I didn't want to interrupt your story, but it's very moving. Um, it's very common for women like us to, okay, you know, that goes on the list. I'll deal with it when it it comes time. And then we're, like you said earlier, we're keeping all the plates spinning, right? That's just another plate, right? So at some point, life, universe, God is going to slap you in the face and say, deal with this, right? And that's what happened to you. And I'm glad that you shared your story because I think you, by leading by example, give permission and encourage others, go get the help you need, recognize that you need the help, go get it, Uh, learn to process your feelings. Grief is different for every individual. No two grieving people grieve the same. And I'll say that for me, I was like you, I was almost on autopilot for a year. And then my mother came to visit me in Boston. And when she came down the escalator at Boston's Logan airport alone, I was like, where's that? And it hit me. It was at that point where I had spent a year, I usually saw him once a year, they'd come visit and he wasn't there. And I'm like, oh my God, he'll never be there. And so like you, that's when I hit rock bottom and was like, oh my God, my father. Is yeah. gone. So I uh-huh. hear you. And I think it's very courageous of you in everything you just said, first being honest about how you, you know, put it on the list, kept the plate spinning, did the work, checked all the boxes but then also being honest about how you needed to actually address it, acknowledge it, sit with it. That mental health thing is such a, especially in, in, in some of the black communities, I just think about, you know, me growing up and some of the things that I saw uh, and how people didn't get help when they needed it right. and because of the stigma. Right? Um, right. And I know it's not just, you know, in, in, uh, I'm just speaking from my field of experience, but I have friends, you know, that was part of their upbringing, you know, you know, oh, you're not crazy. Uh, you don't need medication for that, and uh, you don't need to go talk to some stranger. And we get we get caught up in that. And I just oh, think about I so had many an people. aunt. I had yeah. an aunt tell me that's what friends are for, and I'm like, friends are not qualified to help with this. They <laughs> not have their own stuff, right? Well, yeah. let me and ask so you there that. you go. There's me... an example of, of a stigma that's um, that's related to mental health, and um, you know. Uh, I, one of the things that, that I, I, I shared earlier is like just try, being so in tune with yourself and understanding and trying to figure out your purpose. I just knew that I was off. Um, I just knew I couldn't at that moment put my finger on it, but I'm like, something isn't right. Like something is, is right. off with me. I'm just not feeling the same. And I had to go to someone that helped me to unpack some of that so that I could go, you know what? I'm not grieving. I never grieved. I never came to terms with it. And uh, you know, I learned some, some coping skills that I can use in some other areas of my life, <laughs> you That's know, by, uh, by going to a therapist. And um, I made a commitment that I'm going to go and get a tune-up is what I'm calling it. 
Um, you know, love it. every quarter, just go get a tune-up. Make sure everything is good. I don't have anything right. else in there I need to unpack. Well, I have to push us on. I have to push us on. We're um, we're running out of time here, and I want to definitely ask you the wild card question because I know. You're the kind of woman who's courageous enough to say, hit me, go ahead, ask me that question. I don't yeah. know it in advance. So this is the part of the show where I reach into a box of 144 questions and I pull out a random card and let's see what it says. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, okay, I don't know, that's a good one. Um, Sia Justice, what would you do with one wish? One wish. Oh my Just goodness. One. <laughs> wish for another one? <laughs> yes, exactly. I would wish for more wishes. Uh, that's exactly what my daughter would say. Um, we all used to say that as kids. If you could have one wish, what would it be? More okay. wishes. Man, um, that people <laughs> that people could could understand the importance of uh, love, right? Just, just love. Yeah. Um, I know it sounds so cheesy, but no, not I to me. I truly believe that um, if people would be more heart, right, um, than than learned head, right. that uh, we would just be in a much better place. And so, um, if everyone uh, just could have the, the the heart of God, you know, just this. Um, forgiving and uh, extending grace and understanding and uh, embracing, um, man, that is my heart. Ooh, I'm getting Let me ask you, um, do you believe, I, I believe that there are only two choices in life. You can choose love or fear. And, and, and at the end of the day, I'm talking about with everything, with business, with family, with, you know, whatever you give me a question, I'm going to say I can answer with love or I can answer with fear. Um, yeah. And I think that's really it. That's the wisest thing I've ever experienced. I, I came to that place, you know, through a lot of self-actualization and reflection, uh -huh. and years of meditation and really all the complications, all the complex scenarios, all the challenges we're faced with, none of it is any different from the other of it. It's all about yeah. choosing to act out of love or choosing to act out of fear. Yeah. Yes. Well, that that's, was awesome. It's the absence of love. That's what I believe. That's right. Fear is. The fear is of love. The abs I agree. I, so, I, I want to say amen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, but it's so it's so true. It 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 truly is. It's true. We we have that we have that choice, and that's Kenya's thing. She goes, "It's a choice." It is, and a you can put it in any moment. You can choose to act out of fear or to act out of love. Oh my goodness, I love that. I'm gonna put that in my book. Don't you put it in your book, Susan? I'm gonna put it. Oh, in my it's all over my social. <laughs> I I look. I, I own that phrase, but I'll share it with you, Sia. <laughs> All right, so tell people how they can reach you if they want to learn more about you. We're running out of time, so we have one yes. minute. Tell us how I, to I made it so simple. It is Sia, like see you later. It is spelled C-E-A-H as in Harry. And my last name is Justice, like the Justice League. You can find that on <laughs> Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all of those places. I am Sia Justice. 
I love it. I am Sia Justice. And I'm going to put all that in the blog as well. Folks, Sia is going to send me a headshot or bio and a lot of pictures that tell the story that we of her, right? This is the story of Sia Justice. And then I'll put her contact info at the bottom. And you can look for that in about two weeks. It should be up on my website and I'll share it to LinkedIn. And Sia, I love you. Oh, I love you, Susan. You're, you've just been, I'm telling you, since you've come into my life, I'm telling you, lady, it has just uh, <laughs> just been a wonderful thing, and I'm so grateful for you. And and um, I often thank God for your presence in my life. And and uh, this world is a better place because you're in it, that's for sure. And oh. uh, and so pat yourself on the back because you're pretty awesome. Oh, you are such a sweetheart. I feel genuinely the same about you. So, um, folks, you want a little Sia in your life? So reach out, get to know her, follow her on Instagram. Her the love of her children just really comes through. Her courage, her bravery really comes through. Um, gosh, your picture is model gorgeous too. There's that. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon, Sia, and I'll see you later, folks. Thanks yeah. for listening. Bye-bye. What a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Susan. Goodbye. You bet.